0: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.
1: Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse.
0: Talking the team hailing from the mighty Waikato, it's Chiefs Mana with Ian Jones and Ricardo Ball on SENZ.
2: Yeah, Welcome into Chiefs Manor uh, for your Tuesday evening. No Ricardo at and uh with uh, Ian Jones, the comic kid. How are you, mate?
0: Yeah, kia ora Maniah, kia ora, listeners. Very good, thank you. But before we get into the Chiefs Maniah, just to clear up on the last half hour, Jeff Fulsman was talking to Stewie the Beer Foster, wonderful interview, Yes. by the way, and talking about numbers, playing numbers, right? Yes. It's in the All Blacks, it's done alphabetically. Um right. and, and an occasion that came up in recent memory, 2001, two All Blacks debuted at the same time off the reserve bench, a Carl Heyman uh, and a Mark Ramby. Uh, H for Heyman became All Black number 1,000. Oh. Mark Ramby, the uh, 1,001 and never in a trivia question. So that's how oh. it's done for a, a lot of rugby teams. The Chiefs also in alphabetical order. For right. instance, um, number 13 or something, whatever uh, my... The J was. The Blues, they, they do it in playing numbers. So Craig Dowd is Blues number one Wow! because uh, he a loose head prop in their very first game. So uh, more common to do it alphabetically, but that's, and that's definitely the way New Zealand rugby do it.
2: Yeah, because I had an image in my head of um, Stu Forster and Jeff Wilson racing each other out onto the field to try and beat <laughs> the other one to, to, to bump themselves up. That's so interesting about the, uh, the Carl Heyman one. Um, just, just by pure luck,
0: you yeah, ne- and look, and I don't. Think the coaching staff wouldn't have known that that no, milestone was coming up, number one thousand All Blacks. So they took the field exactly the same time. Clearly, if you know, done five minutes apart, whoever debuts or first gets gets that number. I, I myself, is uh, All Black number nine hundred and two, and I debuted in a midweek game uh, at the Carter Farmers Park against the Carter Rugby Club. Uh, myself and Matthew Ridge were the debutants on that day. So I'm 902 and Reggie's 903.
2: Wow. That's really interesting. I mean, I've never really thought about your, uh, what number All Blacks are, except for the Carl Heyman one, because it always pops up on the bottom of a uh, Spates bottle cap. Or a,
0: yeah, what poor Paul Mark Ramby. Yeah. <laughs> I won't say the forgotten All Black, but never in a trivia question.
2: No, absolutely. Um, feel free to get in touch, by the way. double eight double three is the temper of bedpost uh, text line like no other. This is Chiefs I Manu Manoia filling in for Ricardo uh, alongside Ian Jones. This was an interesting game this weekend. A red card within, what, five minutes of the of the start of the game uh, for tipping the beloved uh, Chiefs captain, Sam Kane up on his head. What impact do you reckon that had in, on this match well, so early huge, in the game?
0: Huge impact because um, they were ruthless, weren't they, the, uh, the Chiefs, when they had to be, when they, the opposition were down. First in 14, then they went down to 13 when Jamie Roberts, the big Welsh centre, uh, put that hand out. So that's what I loved about the Chiefs. When they were numbers up, they absolutely went into overdrive. They were ruthless, scored a lot of points so in yeah. there. Uh, the commentary team, rightfully so, was talking about fatigue, you know, when you're having to bring players on early. And Stu Foster brings up this point as well. It's a really valid point to talk about fatigue in yeah. rugby or rugby league matches. Oh, you know, what impact Warriors that has night. in the latter half of games. where well, you can see that when you're having to bring players on who – Maybe aerobically, not not um, physically, they got the strength to play 80 minutes, but aerobically you can't go longer durations, mm. you know. And, and when you're asked to do something outside your comfort zone, you start to make mistakes because your skill levels drop because you're fatigued, your brain starts yeah. to switch off. And that's a really key thing. And I, I know, once again, successful teams I've been involved in, All Blacks in particular, we used to break down those. We used to play an eight, 10-minute burst. It wasn't an 80-minute game. An 80-minute game's hard, Manai. It's, it's overwhelmingly big.
2: I get tired but, watching it.
0: But, but eight, 10-minute bursts are pretty easy. Right. You know, you can go hard out for 10 minutes. We can all do that. And, and, and I know we used to watch very carefully our stats, and there's the latter half of the game, if you're starting to – you know uh, your mistake era was starting to come up, and you know, minutes 60, 70, you know, 75, yeah, right. those kind of things, you had to work really hard, I think, aerobically, because you need a clear head, to clear head to have the skills and those good decision making that we need. That's that's why I think it, it helped for the Chiefs in the weekend when they started to get away with it the last kind of 15, 20 minutes of the match,
2: yeah, because it wasn't, I mean, it. It never looked like it was going to be too close a result, but it was closer than the final oh. scoreline of, of 51-27 would have you believe, wouldn't it?
0: But no, for most of that game, I was sitting at the back of my couch, right? It was Happy Days. Life <laughs> was pretty good. Uh, the Chiefs were playing well. You know, They were clinical when they had to be clinical. They were you know, disciplined when they needed to be disciplined and ruthless, like I said, when they needed to be ruthless. And then, far out, I started You know, that try on kind of half-time and then one mm. straight after half-time, <laughs> fire up my start edge closer and closer <laughs> by a seat and How do we kinda go from where we were and absolutely dominating and, and we were gonna, you know, back the points to have it so tight and so and and I think the reason why that was, and this is maybe a thing they're gonna have to work on a lot leading into the Reds, which is need to talk about absolute key game mm. but into the playoffs, it was just it got messy when they were starting to Turn the ball over, you know. And mm. every time you turn the ball over, you relieve pressure. Every time you relieve pressure, you give the opposition a, a moment to have a breather, compose, get themselves back into the game. Um, so 51 points, great result. Got the win, got the five points, all good results. But I guess they were just, you know, those when it got messy, when they allowed the team back into it and, you know, allowed the team back in it, not because of defensive system errors, because of just man-on-man tackling.
2: Yeah, well, and the the teams in the second half swapped intercept tries. We're seeing so many intercept tries in, just in that round alone, which I thought was, uh, I don't know what to attribute that amount of intercept tries to. But um, a couple of the other anomalies from this game that I found weird. Um, golden Oldies scrums at one point between the injuries and cards that they had. Um, the Golden Oldies provided a couple of... Uh, Couple of rest opportunities, do you think? It or? doesn't
0: look right, does it? Nah. I mean, I know player safety, and man, they have a swag of players on the bench. They really do. And these guys, the front rowers, they they pride themselves on playing on on both sides, loose head, tight head. You know, guy, loose head prop can play hooker, no problems at all. They can interchange, but man, when it gets down to the crunch, and and they they don't. Um, or, the, or the coaching box does want them to, for whatever yeah, kind yeah. of reason, or the rules and the referees don't allow them to do. It just looks funny, you know. It just looks messy. Once it's not rugby. Oh, there was a know. halfback
2: throwing into the lineout at oh, one point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Underarm <laughs> passing. Yeah. I know that's weird in, in itself. Um, yeah. That's absolutely weird. No, well, look, we we understand safety. we, we get that totally. But, mate, these, these, right. these guys are conditioned athletes who are trained to, to play in multiple positions. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is, right? Manal, sure. we can't sit here on Chiefs Mar and change the rules and, and be frustrated. But we can, as spectators and lovers of the game, yeah. debate it.
2: Yeah. Certainly. Absolutely. I think you're underestimating the power of uh, the Chiefs Munna radio show and, <laughs> yeah. and what we and what kind of change we can affect. We've we got to go to a break here. On the other side of it, we've got uh, non-travelling reserve Brad Webber uh, from the Chiefs. We'll chat to him Brilliant. in just a few minutes. Yeah, it is Chiefs Munna. No, uh, Ricardo Bourman and I are in with uh, Ian Jones, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. You can shop the biggest health and beauty brands uh, in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. And it is our pleasure... Uh, this afternoon, this evening, I guess, God, the day's getting away on me, uh, to welcome a non-travelling reserve uh, for the Chiefs, Brad Webber. G'day, Brad. How are you, mate?
1: Hey, yeah, good evening. I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Story. Yeah, we're good, mate. We're just talking about the game
2: on the weekend uh, against the Tars. What What was your sort of takeaway watching that from back here?
1: Uh, it was a bit of a frustrating watch for me back here, a bit of rocks and diamonds, really. Like we had... Um, have a couple of really nice tries, so our attacking ability. But gee, some of those tries we let in from the Waratahs were pretty soft, weren't they? So yeah, I was pretty I was getting pretty wild on the couch at home. I did learn I'm not a not a very good watcher of rugby.
0: Brad Carmo here so, made 51 points, so so you got to be pretty stoked with that. I thought you were quite clinical when you needed to be c- clinical. One of the uh, reservations I had, which has been absolutely put to bed, Brad, no question about that, because I didn't w- watch a lot of NPC last year, was the depth under you at halfback. But um mm. with you on the sideline, this young uh, Cortez Alatama has been an absolute standout. So is young Roe, the Waikato boy. What? um How have you helped them yourself uh, for them to develop?
1: Um, Yeah, look, both of those guys are... Uh, outstanding, and they're going to be certainly the, the future of the Chiefs in the long run. Pretty excited for for both those boys' careers moving forward. Um, oh, look, we we work a lot uh, in tandem together at, uh, through the week. A lot of our sort of work on blocks are always um, done together. Uh, try to try to help, particularly Cortez, with um, a lot of uh, game management stuff. I think like he he reminds me a lot of Kawira Kubalo He's very, very much in the same mould. Um, pretty physical, good running game. Um, actually, yeah, he's actually really like, him. I was telling, um Beaver earlier, that he, he doesn't get his wallet out very often either, which is certainly <laughs> something that Tarwita ta- ta was like as well. So the um, the comparables are sort of endless there. But, um, yeah, like, he, he figured that he's, like, uh, 21 years old. So it's just a bit of, I guess, the game management stuff. Um, that he's, he's learning. Um but certainly he's getting plenty of opportunity which is really good and then um Xavier, I don't really need to he, he's he's pretty well developed for for a young guy he's got a very mature head on his shoulders he's pretty um pretty switched on so um him and I play a similar sort of style so we um we certainly do a, a lot together but I don't I don't need to um help him out too much because he's he, he's pretty already well switched on I just sort of give him that's involved when he's asking questions. But, yeah, they're both going to be... Um, both could easily be All Blacks, in my opinion,
0: I think. Great. It's a pretty tough gig, Brad, being a professional sports person, a sports uh, professional rugby player, you know, the grind, uh, the ins and outs, the reviews, recoveries. Uh, outside of the training venue, away from game day, how do you guys, the senior players and the Chiefs, help these young guys just kind of learn what it's like to be a pro?
1: Um... Yeah, I guess we we try and show it through our actions. Um, particularly, I guess the the biggest thing that we've been trying to do is we've sort of got our little uh, a leader in each kind of mini unit. I guess so. I sort of look after the nines and tens. Um, obviously, you've got like for Sam in the loose forwards, Gu- Guzler in the locks, Angus Tarpell in the front row, um, Anton in the midfield, and um, guys like Sean Stevenson in the outside. So we all sort of take that little mini unit and. Try and have catch ups maybe once a week and discuss a few things that we've seen through the week, or um, just little bits that we think we can get better as a group and help in that way. Because yeah, like I'm not going to go and try and tell the the front rows what they should be doing, <laughs> so I'll just stay in my lane and um, help those guys out around me. So yeah, it's about I guess checking in, not 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 overdoing it. I don't think because then you can um, sort of bog people's minds a little bit too much. So just here and there, um, try and guide them along, but. Yeah, it's a long grind the season so um, you can kind of do it in increments and try and um, get them moving along in and, and that sort of way.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The The next game that you've got is against the, uh, I guess they're at the top of the table on the uh, the Australian side or near the top of the table but certainly beatable by the New Zealand teams as we saw over the weekend but um, as the Reds uh, clash this weekend, is that one that you guys have got circled or does it not really matter where those teams are in the Australian conference?
1: Um, oh, look, it's, we, we, we've certainly got it circled because we lost to them last year <laughs> after, um, after Damien was a bit of a grub and got red So, um, yeah, we, we certainly got it a little bit circled, but, uh, I guess we're trying to get ourselves in, a, in the best position possible for, uh, for the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. you know, every sort of, every game is really important to try and get as many points as possible and the Reds are, uh, are a really good side. And uh, we're going to have a really, really young and inexperienced team this weekend, so um, it'll be a really good test for those boys. Like, You can train as much as you want, we can have all these meetings that I'm talking to you about, but really, um, those guys are going to get the best uh, experience by playing the game, and a lot of them are going to get some, um, some pretty good minutes this weekend against a good red side in Brisbane at Suncorp Stadium, which is uh, not an easy place to, mm. to play as an away team, so... Um, certainly it'll be a good test of our depth, but if we can get through it and put a good performance out, it'll, it'll send a good message about our depth, I think.
0: Yeah, I wanted to talk about Suncorp, mate, but this is a two-part question for you. Both uh, factors that uh, the Chiefs need to respect. Firstly, the Brad Thorne factor, um, ruthless, absolutely great pro. Um, Brad Thorne, the coach of the Reds, of course, and Suncorp, which is just one of the classic rugby venues. In the world, um, how how will those two factors play an influence this weekend?
1: Yeah, you're, you're right about SunCorp. A lot of our a lot of our boys are big um, big league fans as well, and um, watch a lot of it. So they'll, they'll, I'm sure a lot of them will be pretty uh pretty fizz to to play at SunCorp. Um, I guess it's like you don't want it to be um, an occasion that's sort of overwhelming for the guys, you know, like. Just because it's uh, at Suncorp and playing um, the Reds and sort of Brad Thorn behind it, like it's, I guess you don't want to be caught up too much in, in the emotion of it. So I think, um, yeah, look, it's going to be a hell of a test. Like, like you say, Brad thorne has got them going on pretty good, and um, we've got some some young kids in the Type Five that no doubt he'll be it's his sort of uh, his baby, so he'll be he'll be targeting our boys there. So it'll be a good test for them. But um, yeah, man, it's going to be. I'm sure they'll be uh, they'll be loving it after the game. They'll be raving about getting to play at SunCorp.
0: Yeah, hey, I don't want to go old school on uh, on anyone know, the listeners out there. But SunCorp, beautiful sand base. It is hard. It's good turf. Ballymore back mm-hmm. in the day was Kykuya, and they had this factor called the Ballymore Factor, which actually fatigued your legs. So really spongy. The, the, the Kykuya grass <laughs> at Ballymore. They had the 4x hill, which gave you absolutely stink. And <laughs> teams used to fade the last 20 to 30 minutes at Ballymore because. Of the Kai Kui, But uh, just very quickly, because we've got to wrap things up, Brad, really appreciate your time. Uh, what's the key work on to beat the Reds this coming weekend? What are we looking out for?
1: Um, I think it's about stopping uh, their 7 and 9. I think if you stop Tate McDermott, um, then that sort of goes a long way to stifling the, the Reds attack, and that's sort of what they're uh, what they're built on. So I think if, if we can slow their, their ball down and, and give him a hard time, um, I think we, we should do it comfortably. But if he's he's able to um, weave his magic and uh, challenge us around that sort of ruck defence, then it could be a tough day in the office for us.
2: Brilliant. Thanks very much for your time, Brad Weber. Uh, best of luck with the uh, shoulder rehab as well, mate. And uh, best of luck to the Chiefs this weekend.
1: Thanks. Thanks, guys. Go on, yes. Brad. Brad, there
2: Joining Chiefs Munner. Um, just about a minute left to go in the show. Uh, I've, I've, I've got to take this opportunity for myself. It's going to be a bit selfish, but I know you're a uh, big proponent of. I, th- I believe. Did Jeff Wilson see you out for an hour and a half run? Was it this morning?
0: Yesterday? Ah, uh, yes. I ran long today. I swam and biked pretty long. Um, big bike tomorrow. But yeah, I do. I do. A fair bit of training to be fair.
2: Yeah. Um. I. This may come as a shock to you. Don't fall off your seat. I'm doing a bit of running myself. Um, And I've got an event this weekend uh, at 11Ks running through uh, your neck of the woods down there in the Waikato. I'm running through Hobbiton. There's a little half-half marathon going on down there. My hammies are a bit tight. I went for a, just a, we're tapering off, obviously. It's um, a little 5K this morning. Hammies are pretty tight. Any advice for stretching the hammies out or what to do on race day?
0: Well, yeah, the only advice I'll give you from race day is start slow. Absolutely start slow. Don't, you know, everyone just, the gun goes off and you're freaking race out because you're <laughs> hyped up and you're ready to go and you'll hit a wall. And it'll just kill you later on. So please set your watch, whatever, run slow, get yourself into it, enjoy, build it up. And if you've got the left here, you can kind of start to stretch your legs. But uh, don't uh, fly out like you think you're going to break the world record for the first couple of Ks because it'll hurt the last couple. And you don't want to do that. You want to be able to smile and want to enjoy it. Um, drink plenty, uh, but run with a smile, water? mate. Water. Uh, yeah, <laughs> water would be good, but run with a smile. I think it's the way to go. Okay. Um, and, and thank the volunteers. Thank the volunteers, mate. They're the ones that make these events what they are. So good luck with it.
2: Okay, absolutely. Well, luckily for me, I've only got one gear and that is slow. So I don't, <laughs> with any luck, that shouldn't be uh, too big an issue for me. Um, Ian Jones, thank you very much for your time. And Chiefs, money tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, let's go, Chiefs. Yes
0: yeah, let's go, Chiefs. This is an absolute key game if you want to finish third on the log.